1: Morning Bucknutters, welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, August 7th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle, and I'm very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. Patrick, a lot to get into today. It's great to talk real football news. Brian Day held a Zoom call with reporters yesterday, lasted over a half hour, covered a tremendous amount of ground. Before we get into specifics, just kind of what stood out to you the most from Coach Day's Q&A
2: yesterday, Pat? The biggest thing, and it's it's not even something he said you know, verbally, was just, his demeanor. And, you know, maybe it's because we've done teleconferences instead of zoom calls, but I, I went back and listened to some of the audio for something I was working on the other day from him earlier this off season. And, you know, he just sounded, and I think this was kind of the, the mood of everybody involved that, that, you know, there, there was an uncertainty. Um, You know, he, he didn't have a ton of answers when it came to the season Everybody was talking as if, you know, we hope there's a season. We hope this, we're doing this, that that type of thing. Now they're actually out on the football field. And he just seemed more upbeat. He was, you know, jovial and, and joking. Um, made a comment at one point that it was nice to see everybody, you know, interesting to see everyone in their house and things like that, instead of us all gathered at the Woody. Um, so, you know, he he hit on a lot of topics, but to me it just sounded like, he was happy that football's back. And I think that's something that everyone can relate to. And obviously, you know, the games haven't started yet. And, we'll, we'll, you know, we still have about a month to go before we get to that. But he was just happy, you know, to, to be talking football. And, and, of course, there were still some questions and, about the virus and, you know, what his comfort level was with, with playing games and how they're handling masks and, and things like that that he had to answer. But he also talked about the running backs and how he's excited about, the depth they have there and, and you know, the, how they're going to work out the wide receivers and all the guys they have there and, and the offensive line. you know, we were talking football and you could tell that that just was, was exciting for him. That's what he's paid to do when, you know, the part of his contract that says he has to talk to the media. um, He enjoys, I think, talking to us about the game and uh, you know, especially this time of year when everything's positive, everyone's hopeful and it, it just felt more normal aside from the fact that I was sitting in, in my house, watching it on zoom um, it felt like, hey, this is the start of fall camp. We're, we're, we're getting into it. And so that was the biggest thing for me. And like I said, it, it wasn't anything specific that he said. He just seemed – his voice was more upbeat. He just seemed excited again that, that we're, we're getting close to this thing kicking off.
1: I agree with you. He was uh, jovial almost throughout the, the entire press conference. One moment he wasn't that jovial was when an ESPN reporter asked him about our report – from Tuesday and he gave a no comment for those who don't know uh, we reported Tuesday evening that you know there was a there was a Big Ten coaches teleconference amongst you know just the head coaches maybe some administrators as well and on that call Jim Harbaugh at one point interrupted Ryan Day to basically accuse Ohio State of you know doing some extra practice um, things like that turns out Ohio State was not doing anything against the rules and Ryan Day told him, listen, how about you worry about your team and I'll worry about mine, is what I heard from a few different sources. So we put that out there. And then the real interesting part of the story was when when the Buckeyes had a team meeting. So just Ryan Day, his assistant coaches and the entire team, all the players, you know, he was obviously upset about what happened on the call and told his team, probably somewhat tongue in cheek, probably somewhat just to fire them up. I don't think he was being serious that. Michigan better hope I don't think he called him Michigan that team up north Better hope there's a mercy rule this year we're going to hang 100 on them. And we reported that and it caught fire to the point where Ryan Day was asked about it yesterday by an ESPN reporter. And Patrick, I don't know what your take is he basically confirmed our report in my opinion by saying, I'm not going to answer that question. If it never happened, he just would have said, that never happened. Then ESPN, through independent sources saying they confirmed our report as well and did a big story on it yesterday. So interesting that that happened. I don't know what was your take on that?
2: I imagine if you had reported that and it was categorically false you would have heard about it prior to that press conference uh yesterday I think they would have gotten in touch with you and and you know asked you to ask you to change your report basically for something like that um I think that it's interesting to me from the Harbaugh perspective because you know you've you've obviously got two of his former assistant coaches now on the Ohio State staff right and it's been Over a year, but there still seems to be some, some resentment there. Um, We've heard stuff from players last year and and things like that. And obviously there's just the the built-in rivalry, the the difficulty Harbaugh's had with Ohio state and the pressure that's mounting. And so I'm sure if it got back to him somehow that, that Ohio state was doing anything against the rules, he was going to probably bring it up. Um, Like you said, Ohio state wasn't doing anything against the rules. You know, the, the whole thing seems a bit silly, but it doesn't surprise me that Ryan reacted the way he did either. I mean, I don't think we and and the public tend to see that side of him a little bit, but there's a reason this guy's gotten to where he is as a football coach, right? I mean, he's not just mild mannered, nice guy, Ryan day all the time. I mean, you see it in some of the videos they put out and stuff where he gets fired up and you know, there's, there's going to be a, a competitive nasty side. The guy played football. The guy's been a good football coach. He's worked with a lot of good football coaches you know, he, he understands this rivalry. I think he proved that last year with, the, with the way they approach that game and everything. It, it, there was no drop-off from, from Urban Meyer, who obviously grew up with it to Ryan day. So uh, yeah, it would not surprise me if he made that comment, you know, especially in a team meeting like that. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if this is something that, that hangs around, especially now that it's out. Um, I'm not surprised he didn't want to talk about it publicly, but uh, you know, it, it I, I would. Uh, I, I imagine that Ohio State will keep this all in the back of their mind, you know, come late October, which is weird to say, uh, when these two teams face each other.
1: Right, yeah, uh, the week before Halloween, just you know, a tradition unlike any other, Ohio State and Michigan in October. Um, let's get into some of the bullet points that he talked about. You touched on the running backs. Let's Let's talk about the running backs. He said he's not going to get into specifics about injuries. But our Steve Hellwagon had a very veteran move. He came back after another reporter tried to ask specific about injuries. Steve was like, kind of asked him a roundabout way about injuries. And he mentioned that Master Teague's done a great job rehabbing. He didn't mention what the injury is, but we know it was a partially ruptured Achilles. So not as bad as what Kevin Durant suffered where you're, for sure out for like 12 months but still pretty bad similar to what Tough Borland had a few years ago so that's great news that Master Teague it sounds like reading between the lines Patrick Master Teague if, if he's not ready to go now he should be pretty soon and he also seems to be Coach Day seems to be really impressed with Trey Sermon and he also mentioned Steel Chambers is going to be a factor this year And he said Steel Chambers has had a tremendous offseason also mentioned Mayan Williams came in ready to roll so as you said he feels really good about the depth at running back I think a lot of Buckeye fans out there listening might not feel good about the depth but If Coach Day feels good about the depth, you guys should feel good about the depth.
2: It's easy to have a really good offseason when there's no offseason to have, really, and you're the only healthy running back in the room, I think. And that's no disrespect to Steel Chambers.
1: Oh, are you sure it's not? Are you sure?
2: No, I just – I think if you look at the pecking order, you know, what what we perceive to be the pecking order, I don't see Steel Chambers, unless the injuries are worse than we expect, I don't see Steel Chambers – you know, being an, an impact player at this point in his Ohio State career. Um, kid kid looked good in what we saw in spring and little we saw in last fall. Um, but yeah, it was great to hear about Master Teague. I think we all expected that, right? I mean, when we were uh, at the Woody for uh, the, the day that they all were moving in, there was no sign of, of a limp or Master Teague wearing any sort of boot, anything like that. Ohio State put out a video of, of guys, I think it was about speed and guys working out um, out on the, the outdoor field there at the Woody. And you saw Master Teague briefly in that video running full speed. Now, that was just straight ahead. Um, obviously, as a running back, you need to be able to move laterally and do a a lot of different jump cuts and stuff that, that we haven't seen him do yet. But that's a great sign. And this kid's a a, a workaholic when it comes to, to working out and things like that. I mean, you just look at the way he's built, the way he came to Ohio State. Um, I, it's not surprising to me knowing a little bit about his background that he's taken this rehab full go, you know, Ryan. They said it's, it's been all him because they haven't had the normal off season where he could have been working with the trainers um, as, as normally at the facility doing all that stuff. He's had to kind of take it amongst himself to hit this rehab hard. So that's really good to hear whether he's available week one, when they face Illinois, we'll see. Um, But Trey Sermon, you know, another guy coming off an injury, Marcus Crowley, I think those guys, you know, from what he said about the depth, it sounds like those guys should be ready to go at some point too. Now, obviously those injuries happened earlier, early November, actually the same weekend for both of them. So good news there. Um, it sounds like when Ohio state gets to the meat of their schedule, which isn't the first couple weeks uh, they'll have a, a good stable of running backs. And you know, I, I think if you're going to replicate what JK Dobbins was able to do last year, you're going to need a few guys. I don't see it. Any of these guys erupting for anywhere close to 2,000 yards. And I think that's fine. I think that, you know, they can, they've can. they proven before that they can run the ball by committee. And if they have a healthy group of running backs, and that includes Steel Chambers, uh, then, then they can do just that.
1: Another guy that he mentioned who had a tremendous offseason was Nicholas Petit Ferrer. He was asked about the battle at right tackle. And, you know, he mentioned it's going to be a good battle between Paris Johnson and NPF. Uh, he didn't, didn't mention Dewan Jones, but Dewan Jones right now is penciled in as the backup left tackle. He can play both sides. I won't be surprised if Dewan Jones ends up moving to guard later in his career, but he can play both tackle spots. But I found it interesting that he said Nick has had a tremendous offseason. Nicholas Petit Ferrer has had a tremendous offseason, according to Coach Day. What do you think about that?
2: It's time. I think that if, if you're Nick, you, you knew that this was going to be a big offseason. And obviously it didn't go the way you expected in terms of having all of your spring practice to show what you can do on the field, having summer workouts is normal. So he had to do what he could do on his own. And it sounds like he's done that. And some, he talked about the great shape that he's in, how his body looks Um, you know, obviously what it's going to come down to for that left tackle or that right tackle spot, excuse me, is, is putting performances in on the field once they get pads on. But you know, coming in, being in the best shape you possibly can be being as strong as you possibly can be ready to go is certainly a good sign uh, for him. The biggest thing I think with with NPF is that he's he's had issues with his weight, you know, just he, we've we've documented this before about how much he eats to keep weight on and things like that. And that's just something he's gonna have to continue to battle with. But it sounds like he's got it under control, got it figured out. And that's a great sign. You know, I think, you look at the rest of the offensive line, you got three returning all Big Ten players, one All American coming back in Wyatt Davis. Harry Miller seems to be the lock this year at, at that left guard spot. So so right tackle's kind of the real question. And to hear that that you know that, that doesn't seem to be as big of a question heading into fall camp with the way these guys handled their offseason is very positive news for Ohio State.
1: No question about it. Um, another interesting part of the call with Coach Day, he was asked you know, Coach, are you 100% confident about starting the season? Are you comfortable with this season starting? And he gave a very thoughtful response instead of just saying yes or no. He said, well, Ryan Day said, I'm very confident about us starting training camp. I'm very confident about the protocols we have in place. And he added, I am not yet confident about playing games. What did you make of that?
2: It reminded me a lot of the last time we talked with Gene Smith when he was comfortable with guys starting the – walk through workouts, um, taking a step past, uh, just the the individual voluntary workouts or the group voluntary workouts. And he said he wasn't quite comfortable yet with, with full team fall camp. And he, he thought he'd get there, but that it, you know, they just hadn't gotten to that part of the procedure yet. And I think that it's the same with Ryan day. They've taken this so step-by-step to make sure that each, each practice, you know, grouping, Starting with voluntary workouts, going to walkthroughs and, and some more stuff with, with the football, and now to full team fall camp. They want to make sure each thing is so done so safely, done correctly, so that no one's no one's getting this virus, nothing's getting spread, that they're taking it one step at a time. And and he's like Gene Smith before, they were so focused on getting this right that they haven't even thought about, you know, the the fall yet. And he, and he kind of indicated that in another question I asked him about, you know just because i felt it was it's kind of the topic of the week the the michigan game getting moved up as we mentioned earlier and he said you know first of all he said he doesn't really have an opinion on it but they they're they're so focused on fall camp and then they'll start focusing on illinois as they progress and i think it's just been so step by step for them to make sure everything's done right which is a great way to do it you know you you don't want to miss a step and have an outbreak at you know you that just looks bad it 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 isn't, it isn't good for anyone. So I think the fact that, that he isn't yet comfortable for the season isn't a big deal. I think that they will certainly get there. The way they've handled this has been about as perfect as you can, given everything going on um, around them. So it wasn't a concern to me. I think when we talk to him as the season gets closer, uh, you know, two weeks out, he'll have a different response that they've got, you know, a game day plan in place and how they're going to handle everything and whatnot. And, and hopefully, frankly, the big 10 is able to assist each team's team with this because every team needs to be on the same page. They need to be doing the same things when it comes to, you know, testing and preparing and then, you know, how the travel is going to work and all that stuff. So, um, you know, if everyone's on the same page, I think this works fine. Um, you know, there will certainly be positive tests at some point. But it didn't surprise me that that he's not yet there um, when it comes to games because I don't think they as a team are are quite that far along when it comes to the thinking.
1: Last thing, you mentioned the Michigan game earlier, getting moved to October. Um, The schedule, of course, got released on Wednesday. We talked a lot about it on Wednesday's show. In fact, that was the entire show was Dan and I just reacting to the schedule as it got released i haven 't talked to you about it though yet. What stands out to you other than the Michigan game getting moved up with the ten games, all big Ten games, the extra games against Purdue, as we all thought. Um, got the three bye weeks mixed in, including the one before the Iowa game and then the one after the Iowa game before the Big Ten championship game if you consider that a bye week so they can move some things around. Your thoughts on Ohio State's schedule
2: uh, a couple things credit to the Big Ten for the way that they 've done all of these schedules the the buzzword coming into uh, the, the release of the schedule once they announced conference only was flexibility, and they're able to do that. You know, if, you, if you break it down, you know, teams have similar bye weeks based on who they play and what weeks. There's a lot of room to reschedule games. Obviously, you mentioned that, that there's a bye week after the Iowa game, which would be the normal week you'd play Michigan the weekend after Thanksgiving. Every team in the conference is off that week the big 10 championship game, which is scheduled for, um, that, that next Saturday can be moved back as far as two weeks to accommodate for teams needing to reschedule games. So, so props to the big 10 as for Ohio state schedule in particular, I think the Buckeyes got off, uh, pretty easy and, you know, not that their schedule was crazy difficult before. Um, but you know, you, you, you open with Illinois, Rutgers, Purdue, Indiana, before the game against Nebraska and Columbus, um, that's not exactly murderer's row to start the season. And especially with Purdue just losing Rondell Moore, he announced the wide receiver, the All-American wide receiver, that he's going to skip the season. And so your path becomes that much easier um, earlier on. I I do think it's interesting that they play both Purdue and Iowa, and I'm writing about that today. Those are obviously the last two Big Ten teams to, to upset Ohio State. Um, a lot of the guys that were on those teams have moved on. Obviously, Urban Meyer is no longer in charge. But, uh, you know, just, just kind of an interesting narrative, adding Purdue in there. Uh, you know, you're going to West Lafayette again. I don't know what else is scheduled for that day, but but maybe that's another night game. And then, obviously, Iowa to end the season will be interesting. Um, Michigan and Penn State, not back-to-back weekends, but but with one week apart. Uh, you know, Ohio, the Big Ten didn't do Ohio State a, a favor there, but... You know, I think you'll take that as opposed to how you ended last season with Penn State, Michigan, and then the Big Ten championship game. But all in all, I think it's it's a very doable schedule for Ohio State. You know, I think last year everyone talked about, oh, we'll just run the table. Well, Ohio State doesn't run the table all the time. It's it's not something that just happens. This isn't the ACC. But given the uh, the schedule here, you know, I think Ohio State should be close to, if not double digit favorite favorites in most of these games. And you know, it's it's. If there's going to be a loss, it's going to be an upset fashion for sure. So um, pretty pretty good the way it works out for Ohio State, I think.
1: No question about it. I really do think it works out very well for the Buckeyes. Great stuff from Patrick Murphy. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in. If you like the show, give us a five-star review or subscribe. It really helps. Have a great weekend, Bucknutters.